Hi, I'm Naomi Simpson. I'm really pleased to be bringing you Season 2 of Handpick, the podcast, where business owners ask me the questions. We've got a fabulous variety of great business owners with really tough questions that'll give you incredible insights. And remember, go back and check out Season 1 if you missed any of those episodes. So hi and welcome to Handpicked and I'm excited to have Melissa with me today and she's got a great story but why don't I let you tell the story of your business. Um, My business started as me as a sole trader doing eyelash extensions from a spare bedroom of our home down in Melbourne. I'm now living on the Gold Coast which is where I grew up and have a beauty salon with nine private treatment suites and 11 staff members. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind, to be honest. I have two young children as well. So I'm definitely balancing a lot. And the reason we are a bit different to other salons is we have private suites and it's all about the luxurious experience for our clients. So they arrive, they're greeted with a glass of bubbles, a little welcome note, a frere share. Then they're asked their check-in options. So if they want to have a lash nap while they're having their treatment, if they want a blanket, complimentary ring clean, everything's included with thought of everything. So that's my story and the business. And how long have you been um, going? I've had businesses on and off since I left high school, which was about 15 years ago. But the Lash Salon, <laughs> um, that's been going for three years on the Gold Coast. That's amazing. Well, congratulations on your business. And how can I help you grow? Well, one question which I think a lot of business owners can relate to and would have this same question is, do you have any advice on rolling out a service price increase without losing too many clients? So the business has absorbed quite a few price increases recently. So with COVID, for example, our stock is incredibly hard to get. So we've seen a 40% increase in the cost of our stock. Um, And we also take a hit on last minute cancellations due to cold and flu symptoms with COVID. So we would like to raise our prices at some point to cover these costs, but don't want to lose too many clients. Do you have any tips on how to roll out this price increase, especially in uncertain times? So before just talking about price rises, the question I'd have is about price sensitivity. So that is, what is the value that your service is delivering to its customers and where do they value it? Because your competition isn't another beauty salon up the road, it's what else they would spend that money on to make them feel good. So understanding that is materially important. And then you look at something of what we call value pricing rather than cost-based pricing. So once you know the value that you're delivering to a customer and where it sits, so if it's price sensitive, it's really, really hard to move the price unless you're delivering more services. But if it is a value pricing, it's a feel good, then it's a then they don't see it in the same sort of way. So first of all, understanding the role that you're playing with customers and they might not all be equal. Secondly, it sounds like you offer such a beautiful and lovely value-added service in terms of how people come and how you make them feel. And that intimacy is actually probably why you have nine rooms and 11 uh, practitioners is because people are coming to you for that level of intimacy and people will pay for that. Also, Raising your prices is people understanding why. Costs are going up. We want to maintain our service. 
and um, and if people are coming for the service, they'll absolutely understand that. Uh, the other thing is you don't have to increase it all at the same time. You could let people know increasing it this much. Uh, we will reduce them again if we manage to get, but we use top quality stuff, top quality supply, and as a result, therefore, we, we must uh, pass that on. So being really transparent with customers, they often understand. Um, I know when we're working with our suppliers, we often, because we charge no more than if people went direct, and and I know their costs are going up and they fear that customers won't come back. But actually our job is to make sure that they are profitable because you're no use to anybody unless you're making good money so that you can keep investing in your service and your people. So let them know, be transparent, don't do it all at once necessarily and understand about value pricing. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. And would you recommend doing a blog post and redirecting them there or just mentioning it? next time you come there will be this increase or how would I roll it out? Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily um, make it a, an announcement. Uh, in your blog post, you could say some of the things of about the quality of the services and the um, supply that you're using. You know, we use the best. We love serving our customers, spelling out all the value and why you're different. I would do that. So that might reinforce the brand essence of what you stand for. And when people come in um, is is to let them know. And it doesn't have to be a big increase. It can be a small increase over time. You know, $5 this month, $5 in the next quarter, $5 the month after, and it'll actually have a material point. The other thing, and I'm sure you do this is already, is upsell. Like what is it that you can sell them that has really great margin in it? You know, the reason why hairdressers sell um, shampoo is so that they get the great margin on those products. So what, and I'm sure you do it, but what else can you package up to almost hide the price um, elsewhere? But no, I, I and I would always be upselling, cross-selling, and uh, selling value packs you probably do this already maybe is you know uh, uh, 10 packs you know um, so that people are buying 10 in advance so you've got the cash flow you've got the money in advance and then people um, get some benefit for being a loyal customer oh perfect yeah we do have every 10th bookings free but we don't have any value pack but that would be good Mm. to do so maybe rather than making the 10th one free uh, is to say, and then on the tenth one, you get given this. You know, it might be some some extra or added benefit. You know, some beautiful thing. So I want the workplace to be fun and uplifting, where the team look forward to coming to work, but also need to understand that we are a professional salon and there is that work to be done. So I know it would be a fine line. Do you have suggestions on how often to have team building activities to keep that positive culture? And any ideas of, or suggestions on what worked best for you in your startup years, keeping budget in mind? Yes, budget, especially when you've got those, um, those cost pressures. So the first thing is to um, connect people to the customer story about why they're there and the difference that they're making to people and how they feel. Your business is very much about making people feel beautiful and wonderful and being perfect for that special occasion and special event. And and being able to show people the impact that they're having on others, I think is really important. People want job security and they want to know that you're successful. That's that's part of the story that you're telling them. So connecting them to their purpose, letting them know that every time they talk to a customer, they're part of the brand story and it's how people talk about them. So um, 
what people want most is that their work is valued and that they're really good at it. And if they're not, you need to let them know. But it is about recognising people for their contribution and acknowledging them and in front of their teammates. So your team building activities. One is I'd also suggest, Melissa, I know this is hard, but you can't be anyone's friend. You're the boss. And sometimes you need to call people into line. It's really hard if you've been out drinking with them on the weekend before. Just doesn't really work at some point. It's not, you know, mum and the kids. It's actually this is a business. We're run by values. Our values is what defines us. How we work is really important. And recognising people for those values um, is great. And so it's you can't be everybody's mate. It, there comes a point in a business that that no longer works Um, so values are really uh, important and how you get together Um, it has to we we do things inside work hours because we know that people have kids and responsibilities or parents or they go to the gym or whatever people have personal lives so we really respect people's time so we find that things in the middle of the day works work best Um, we also, we're not wowsers, but alcohol is never a big thing in our workplace. We just don't think that that's our role. We um, we obviously do experiences and experiences don't necessarily have to be expensive. So one of the things I used to do with my leadership team was what we call cooking up a storm. And you can do that where people either, you cook together in somebody's kitchen or, or and you know, there's their budget to buy the ingredients or people bring food in um, and you eat together. So another one that I did was um, which I was cheap and cheerful which is I bought um, as a celebration for achieving a certain outcome I bought lunch for everybody every single day and we all ate together and that's enough to bring connection and they love it when you buy them lunch it's great. Do you have any tips on how to balance being a business owner but also having such young children just to maintain mental health so my days are quite busy you had me laughing in a previous episode where you mentioned you asked your kids if they remembered you volunteering at the school and they had no memory of it. So I feel like I'm trying to do that at the moment. I'm volunteering at the school every week, then I'm rushing to work and I'm taking work calls and play dates. Looking back when you had young children, is there anything you would have done differently? I'm just wondering for, I'm wondering if there's any tips on keeping sane with so much going on all the time. Yeah, look... One of the things is that kids want more than anything is your time and you being present with them. And no matter how it is, how hard it is, one hour is better. One hour being truly present is better spent than three hours not being present with them. So, you know, I worked so hard and long hours, but the mornings were our time. And I would play games with them before they went to school and I'd be on the floor and um, playing Monopoly. Uh, endless games of Monopoly, they still never won. They've never beaten me. Uh, and and so that was our time. So um, back in those days, we didn't have mobile phones in the intrusion that they now represent. But I truly say, just put your phone away for an hour and be with them. If nothing can wait for an hour, then really you have to readjust something and you need to get support in a different way. The other thing is in the home, just don't do anything that you don't have to do or isn't adding value. So, you know, outsource whatever you can, whether it be cleaning, cooking, ironing. Um, I don't know, you might have a partner who's helping with all of those things, but really your essential thing is building connection with your children and being a role model to them. So being truly present with them. Um, and if that means that meals are made elsewhere or um 
you, you know, and I believe it's important because then you're supporting other small businesses. So, um, and it all goes around and uh, it, it's very important. Just one hour, but really be present and um, and having those support networks around you. Um, I didn't have family around for myself, so I found an older lady, Mimi, um, and she was uh, the kind of the housekeeper and the nana they didn't really have, and she was just there as my backstop, and it was just so wonderful, and she's still connected with my kids, you know, 20, 20 X number of years later, which is really beautiful. So my next question is, from your personal experience visiting salons, whether it be hair or beauty, Beauty services. Has there ever been a time a salon did something that you felt lifted the experience, the experience to being truly five star? Have you ever noticed something in a beauty salon and thought to yourself as a businesswoman, that's a really good idea? I, for years and years and years, uh, you know, had the one hairdresser, very, very loyal. Um, and actually what didn't work well is they sold the business and didn't even tell me. And I just, I was just gutted by that. I was like, wow, I've come here for all these years and you couldn't even be bothered to telling me that you're not here anymore. That was really not good. So transitioning clients, I think is really important. For me, it's never been about the bells and whistles or the fine things. In some ways, that's a table stakes. We expect everything to be clean and perfect and gorgeous. It's always that people know me as an individual and refer to me by name and maybe remember a little something about the last time I was there. Because often it is a bit of a chat uh, when you go to a... um, to a salon, a hair salon. And I, I do get my hair done every week because I believe in supporting um, business and the local businesses. And um, I like to have the one person who says, oh, and how did that go? And did you do that interview? And what were they like? You know, um, and that, but that just comes from personal connection. And that's one thing to really encourage with your team and maybe acknowledge them. And a value is how they're connecting and building relationships with customers. Thank you so much. And my last question is, when you come to the Gold Coast and stop into the Lash Spa for a visit, do you want a glass of bubbles or a lychee iced tea waiting for you? <laughs> I think I might go for the iced tea. I've been I trying very, very hard to, um, you know, in this whole COVID thing and, and um, alcohol, you know, I just... Um, I sleep so much better if I don't have it and also just with work it's not just not my thing so um, yeah a lychee tea would be fabulous and you know the way you make people feel when they walk in the store that's in that's what you want to really bottle that moment of a little bit of luxury a little bit of special um, is really important and it's one of the things which we call the lipstick economy it's when times are tough instead of buying big holidays people will buy experiences or small things and you're selling an experience which means that they that um when it comes to economic downturn, you might find that you actually are able to coast through because people go, oh, but then I feel good. And um, a little bit of luxury goes a long way in making people feel good. You're in the feel good business. Thank you so much. Uh, That's all my questions for today, but I really appreciate you having me on. Well, Melissa, congratulations on your business. Having a team of 11, uh, nine rooms, that growth while also managing a young family can be 
challenging. But, you know, staying present with those kids is really important, but also staying present with your team members, noticing the work that they do and how they make your customers feel. Pricing is always a challenge, increasing prices, but people will understand. But if you can value add and look at different ways that you can upsell um, and also looking at that loyalty program, there are ways around it. So I am wholeheartedly looking forward to visiting you one day when we get out of lockdown uh, in New South Wales, those borders open and we become one Australia again. But it's been lovely to profile your business and congratulations on what you've achieved. And so for those who are listening to Handpicked, if you've liked what you've heard, please rate us, please review us and please refer to a friend because you never know the difference you could make to another business. And our job is to profile Australian entrepreneurs who are doing things, who are making a difference to our economy. So thanks for listening to Handpicked and do it, refer it to a friend.